Welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. My guest is Sterling Moon, and we're talking about talking to spirits. Sterling, you were talking about a a story beforehand about Cheeseman Park in Denver, and I looked it up, and it says home home to very restless spirits. So your your experience again, tell us a little bit about it. You bet, and I will have to apologize, Lisa. I am a long form storyteller, so no worries. Like cut me off at. You're, you're good. <laughs> so, so I had, as I was saying, I had brought something home from this park because I had been, you know, wandering around. I knew that there were a lot of restless spirits there. And this was back before I knew the value of, you know, speaking to spirits with diplomacy. So I, as I was trying to figure out how to rid myself of what I had, you know, the way that I knew that I had brought something home was, you know, horrible dreams things getting knocked out, knocked around in my house. I mean, there were like a whole series of things that happened. And we had been talking about home cleaning and I had mentioned Vicks, which you had, you said you had not uh, experienced with like, or heard about with like a spiritual, you know, in the spiritual sense. And I had the opportunity to meet this, uh, this, this conjurer, this root worker from down in Texas named Professor Charles Porterfield. He was up here teaching some classes. And I asked him, I was like, you know, I've got this thing in my house. What would you recommend that I do? And he kind of smirked at me and he's like, get yourself some Vicks. And I said, what? And I thought, I was like, this old man's just pulling my leg. And he very patiently explained that the eucalyptus, the menthol, and the camphor are things that spirits do not like. And it turns out, it works pretty well. Mm. And uh, there's, and I will say those those ingredients and a lot of like, in a lot of cultures, VIX is like used for a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of different Really? Okay. Things. We're going to. It's a wild thing. Pull out but the VIX. To the house cleaning, one of the ways that you can even incorporate um, Vicks, like let's say you are, you know, we we talked about sweeping, we talked a little bit about floor washes, you know, a lot of people get, um, are troubled with night visitations. And so one of the things that I always encourage folks to do is to like really focus on creating protections in their sleeping area. And some of that is like, you know, it's, making sure that maybe you don't like if you're a you do divination or you maybe don't have like altars or don't do your tarot cards or anything like that in your sleeping area that can help but also um vix little bit of vix on your your headboard your footboard Mm. little on the back of the neck in your belly button that is also on the bottoms of your feet that also can um help bring you a little bit of a peaceful night as well what about um babies that have like night terrors or something that they can't really speak what could you put around their area so one of the um a really great like curio or like a a root that is good for for children is angelica root Mm. um that is it's angelica is something that's used it's like a seasoning and i believe um gin and it's, it's like a culinary seasoning but it's also known to be really it's both good for protection, but also like kind of like a very soft protection. And it's just one that historically a lot of, a lot of like folk traditions will kind of use it for, you know, protection of children or, you know, to both kind of bring in protection, but also some blessings. So you could have maybe um, a little, you know, a little bag that has some Angelica root that's maybe underneath the mattress where baby can't, can't necessarily get to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing, camphor, going back to camphor, a spoonful, and this is something I learned from my uh, teacher that I mentioned, uh, Johannes, 
a spoonful of camphor crystals in a glass of water that is placed either underneath the bed or on the bedside table. If you know you have a child that's not um, that won't you know reach out and try to drink it or get get into mm-hmm. it, that is also said to help pull out night, uh, keep spirits away at night, keep away bad dreams, and then you would just flush that down the toilet in the in the morning. Okay. Um, those are those are two those are two. I wonder if you would you you could use eucalyptus. I mean, you could definitely use a little eucalyptus as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. That's you could just diffuse it, pour something in the air, make it a little bit more um, clearing. Yep. Of the night terrors. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, I wonder what that would come from. Would it come from maybe a spirit or a guide? Or I mean, you you would never Uh know because the baby can't talk about it. Yeah, baby can't baby can't say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So these folk magic, it's you've been a student of this for a long time through various mentors. And um, now in your book, do you teach about this and talk about these various types of recipes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's great. Where I really get into it are the chapters that are specific to um, kind of like working with, like if you're in a haunted, like remedies for like haunted homes and haunted spaces. Great. Fantastic. And sometimes people want to keep them around, but what's something to put at the front door if you are looking really for um, some protection uh, from spirits coming in? And I'm going to take callers in just a minute here, too. Yeah. Well, quickly, you can have um, a line of salt. That's a real simple one. Um, Either just, you know, regular salt, black salt. Um, at your front door, there's um, red brick dust is another one that I've I've definitely heard. Mm-hmm. And you know, one something you can also have are um, gosh, you could have a mirror that's facing the front door, um, with the kind of like you know fix it with maybe some different oils that are specific to your you know your home or your situation or just maybe a directive that you know anything that's trying to come into your home that is not invited will get reflected right back out that's, okay. that's another old-timey one mm-hmm. um yeah so those are a couple examples okay all right let's go to uh, our callers here we've got francis west of the rockies in hawaii hi francis do you have a question for sterling moon hi yes I've heard you guys speaking of uh, other spirits, possibly, and I, I've never had anything like this happen to me before. But my, when my brother passed away, mm-hmm. I live in Hawaii, and I was on my way to Tampa, Florida. Well, my cousins, they got there first from Miami, and they were mourning my brother. And there was my mother there, my daughter, and three of my cousins. And while they were in the house where my brother lived with my mother, my brother walked out of his room and he looked at everybody like, why are you here? And everybody saw it? Wow. Everybody saw it. Everybody. Wow. And then he just turned around and like walked right back into his room. His body was in the morgue. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. his spirit came there. I, I and, just... and they all saw him. And then there was an Easter Sunday a couple of years ago where, because my, sometimes my brother's birthday would fall right around Easter. We'd always celebrate Gino. He, he was my big brother. He's Cuban. 
and like Italians, he'd always take care of anybody beat me up in the neighborhood. Gino was always there. Gino was my protector. Mm. Well, um, I was, I was, it was Easter Sunday, like about midnight. I walked out of my room and I walked back in my room and I loved knives. I used to bug Gino for his knife. Gino, can I have it? Gino, can I have it? Please, 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 please. And finally, he would always give in and give me his knife because I knew his soft spot. Well, I was fishing it because I live on the ocean. I lost my knife in the ocean. I even threw away the sheath and the, and I walk in my room, and that knife is sitting in the middle of my floor, uh. along with a fishing weight that I had actually remembered losing because it was bent. It had, like, been pounded or something. Uh-huh. The knife and the fishing weight are sitting right in the middle of my, uh-huh. my room on the floor. Did you just right freak out? Is that was a complete freak out uh, for you? I, I, I was, yeah, I was tripping up until I, I put two and two together. Okay. This is way Gino's way of coming around. So look, it's my birthday coming up. So we we had a, a birthday party for him. I got his picture out. I made a cake, or we we bought a little cake and had Aww. candles. And my wife and I we sang happy birthday. And I swear, oh, I could feel his presence there. Mm. He was yeah really happy. Oh, that's that wonderful. I mean, it- we recognize. And every April twenty first around, we celebrate my brother because he. He seems to be hanging around a lot with you guys, which is great. Do you hear this a lot, Sterling? I have to say that's a pretty, I mean, the the visitation where everybody yeah. saw him, that's that's pretty special and that that's pretty powerful. rare. Um, I will say the, like, things turning back up. I will, I mean, losing something in the ocean and then having it come back. I mean, that's pretty freaking cool, let's be honest. Yep. But, um, but yes. I, think I definitely hear those, like, on a smaller scale. But those are two pretty good stories. I got that. Your brother, a powerful guy. Yes, yes. Um, that's uh, that's a very, very interesting. All right, let's go to Paul, Charlotte, North Carolina. Paul, do you have a question or a comment? Sterling Moon. Thanks so much for taking my call. I kind of have a story and maybe kind of a question, um, so I'll try to be as brief as I can, but um, this happened to me about six months ago. I've lived in Charlotte for 30 years. I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. Um, my best friend and the best man in my wedding still lives in Buffalo, but I kind of lost contact with him. I didn't speak to him for a long time. Um, so one day, I had a really bad day at work. This was a Tuesday. I came home. I fell asleep on the sofa. And my, my friend's dad was from, was from Poland, and he spoke with a very heavy Polish accent. And if you heard his voice, you could never forget it. Mm-hmm. So I fell asleep on the sofa, and about 2 o'clock in the morning, I heard my friend's dad's voice say, Paul, you got to call uh, – I'm not going to use his name. you got to call right. Jimmy right away. He needs you. So I woke up, and I'm like, that was my friend's dad. That was really weird. I thought mm-hmm. I was having like a, uh, just a weird dream. So anyways, I went to work on Wednesday. I went to work on Thursday. And then on Friday, I brought up I brought up the obituaries from the Buffalo News, oh. and who passed away on Tuesday? But my friend's dad. Oh. And so I contacted contacted my friend, and he was always very successful, had great jobs, had all kinds of good things going for him. Like I said, good looking guy, beautiful wife. I called him up, and he got divorced, and he had a, a severe drug problem. So I've been trying to speak to him for the last six months, trying to do whatever I can from 700 miles away to help him out. Mm. But I guess that's my story, and I guess my question is, um, do, have you ever had stories of spirits trying to contact you to try to help somebody mm. on, on 
on this earth? Great question. Yes, a lot. I feel like that is sometimes one of the the things that, you know, again, in just my experience, that is one of the things sometimes that, you know, folks, spirits who are folks who have passed away and they, before they feel like they can leave, is they got to pass on a message. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I feel like that is very common, very powerful and very common. So it's a good sign and maybe you can ask, I mean, can he go back and ask the dad, how do I help? Because, Absolutely. yeah, that would be a really good way to maybe get some yeah. communication since he seems to be the open channel. Do people, I mean, not people, do spirits tend to come to people who are more of an open channel, open circuit? Is that a thing? You no, know, it, it depends. I think sometimes, I mean, obviously, I think there's probably a, something to be said for maybe finding the path of least resistance, like going to somebody that's maybe likely to hear them. Maybe they go, I mean, who knows? Maybe they go to lots of different folks and it's only like, you know, some people just are not picking up on the clues or refuse to admit that the clues are there. Um, but yeah, I do think that there is something spirits will often seem to seek out those who are most predisposed to hearing them or being open to those ideas. Um, and yeah, sometimes those messages come in such strange ways, right? They come in dreams. I feel like are really common. Um, they come in songs, they come in like finding things that have like a message that seems to like resonate right. those serendipitous and, and synchronistic experiences that we sometimes have that just seem like somebody lined it up for, you know, us to like run into somebody. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that those pan out. I know but, we're all connected in yeah. some weird way. Um, yeah. All right, let's go back to our phone lines here. We've got Elisa from Portland, Oregon. Elisa, do you have a question for Sterling Moon? Hello. Yes, I have two questions. Um, the first one is, if somebody was like a nasty person in life, and then then when they died, whether they refused to cross or they don't know they're dead, how could you tell if that was an actual demon, um, or if that was just a nasty spirit? That is my first question. So let's get to that um, difference between how do you identify if it's a good or a bad spirit. Well, I mean, some of it is just, you know, how do you feel when you're around it or around this individual? I mean, it's hard because sometimes there are spirits that their efforts, it seems like their efforts to get our attention can be very scary. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, sometimes it's a combination of just like paying close attention. But if you start to notice that like things aren't going, there's dangerous stuff happening in the home. I mean, everything from maybe like a burner on your stove just keeps like flipping on and that that's dangerous and, or folks, their, their behavior in the home starts changing. People aren't getting along people who are having like these big, you know, there, there's a lot of like, um, maybe strings of bad luck. There's nightmares. Those are some of like the hallmarks of maybe a spirit that is like, you know, clearly not so helpful, demonic is a whole other thing and that that's kind of like a whole a bit of a it's hard to explain because sometimes it's a matter of just paying attention and and also like looking at it closely engaging with it carefully um i, I it's hard to explain concisely mm -hmm. because it just has a different feel in the folk traditions that i work work in we i mean not to sound totally flip, but we don't freak out about demons. 
because everything can be handled practically. Some things can be very scary and be very serious, and they need to be handled very carefully. And at the same time, nobody wins when you kind of, you know, everybody just loses their loses their minds and uh-huh. you know can't look at look at situations rationally. Um, that's probably as comfortable as I feel going into that because it's a. <laughs> It's, it's like, how do you, thing. how do you even use the word rational when you're talking about all this? It's like, yeah, right. Like yeah. It's, it's a weird thing, but that's where I think, you know, one of the chapters that I have in my book is like, when you find yourself in a situation where you're in over your head or you're mm. overwhelmed, how do you find an ethical spiritual worker? I mean, or because... if you, if you yourself are inclined towards wanting to learn this type of thing, then you can go yeah. ahead and learn it. And absolutely. And there's a lot of people that are teaching, like you have a whole um, um, kind of online learning system, right? I do. I have a school. School. That's the word. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, and you teach people the different techniques that you've learned, right? Yeah, I do. Great. Great. Um, All right. Well, we um, I think let me go ahead and give your website and then we're going to go to a break. And we're going to come back with our final round of calls. Um, what is the best website for people to find you? It is Sterling, just like silver, Sterling Moon, like the planet, tarot, dot com. sterlingmoontarot.com. Okay, great. And then people can look up the school and so forth there as well because there's a lot more. Yep. Yes, it's called the Sterling Moon Divination Academy, and there's a tab for it at the top of my website. And then at the bottom, you can for my email list and all of my social my social handles are down there too great and so there's lots of ways to learn and you're primarily teaching people some of the folk um magic that you have learned right that and just classic mediumship techniques and they're all kind of uh mixed together in the way that i practice it's kind of hard for me to embrace it all at this point yeah but But that's good it's pretty fun get the best of all worlds okay we will take a break and we will be back right after the break you're listening to coast to coast am welcome back to coast to coast am i am lisa gar my guest is sterling moon we're talking about her book talking to spirits and the wonderful folk magic and um, investigation tools and strategies that she's been sharing with us about how to communicate with spirits. Uh, Sterling, I have some really great callers coming up. Ready? Yeah. All right. So let's go to, first of all, Marcy in San Diego. Marcy, you have a great question. Um, Hi. I have a a question and a comment. The question is, what is a simple little ritual someone could do that's starting out in a business venture? My comment is, I've always wondered why so many of us are either early birds or night owls, and it seems to be like an integral part of our brain. And uh, I've always been nocturnal, even when I was a toddler. My mom said she, in 1943 she would wake up and go into my little bedroom, and I'd be standing in the crib looking at her. (laughs) And uh, I never listened to the radio uh, for many years. And then one night... Here we are. uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yeah, and then one night when I married my husband in 83, he has a separate garage from the house, and I went out there, 
And he and his buddies, the radio was on, and it was Art Bell. Ah. And I, I got so excited, I nearly broke my fanny getting back in the house. <laughs> to turn that, it on. That, that man cave out there was filled with smoke and beer cans. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening ever since, and I thought, well, how long has this been going on? But That's I would like great. to know a simple little thing for starting a business venture. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for that story. So... One of the best ones that I've been taught is to, to do a, a, um, a black cat spell and get yourself like the simplest way that you can do this is so black cats, black cats get a hard wrap. They have been billed as unlucky, but they actually can be powerful like spirit allies to go out and fetch us what it is that we want. Mm. Um, so get yourself a, a figure candle. Um, a black cat candle. I'm a big fan of Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. You can find that online. She's a California gal as well. As well. So you'd be helping somebody, somebody kind of local. Mm. And, you know, you, the, the, the focus, and, and I, one of the things I love about Pamita's store is she's got like instructions with some of the stuff. But the focus is that you're working with the spirit of the black cat as you, you know, you work this candle, you ask it to like bring you whatever it is that you want. So if you want it to bring you customers, you want it to bring you um, new clients, you ask the cat to the spirit, again, it's the spirit of the black cat to bring you, bring you what it is that you want. And you burn that candle down and you can maybe take the, the leftover wax and you can put it out at the front of your business or maybe bury it by your front door. Again, kind of that idea is that it's going to continue to bring what you want to your front door. So that's one cute little one. Fun. Yes. Wow. That's great. And would you also recommend the um, open road? Open roads is great with maybe a focus on opening the roads to business opportunities. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's a good one too. That's fun. Okay. Um, All right. Let's see. We've got a lot of great callers here. Um, Christian from North Carolina. How are you? Hi. Um, I have a question concerning, or rather I have two questions. I should specify. I, I recently bought some books um from a bookstore that all happened to be from the same person's library and they're the books are of a very esoteric nature some hermetic text etc and i i go again to the bookstore and end up buying even more of them without even realizing it ah same author and Mm-hmm. My concern is this: the individual who owns these books, I looked them up, and they wound up taking their own life uh, a few weeks ago. The oh, the I, I see. Mm-hmm. The uh, person whose collection they were from, mm-hmm. and these books are filled with notes that resonate with me deeply. Like I, I feel like I could have written them myself. My question is. How do I send gratitude to this person in order that they know I appreciate receiving them? And furthermore, should I be concerned about these books? Well, it's a good question. That's a good question. So with the 
the gratitude, you know, kind of giving, giving a nod to, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful that I have these books. I'm grateful for your notes. And, you know, and also I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm, and I'm sorry, you know, um, because it says that you mentioned that they're hermetic texts. So this person was most likely, um, you know, if, if all of those texts were kind of in that same vein, that means that they were probably somebody who was more of a ritual music magician, a little different than the folk magic stuff that I do. But, um, but a simple ritual might be something that is kind. So maybe it's something that you do, Mm. I, don't know, I get this feeling that maybe doing it outside, like, you know, especially because the weather is, is nice. Maybe you go outside on a pleasant evening or even in the middle of the day with a glass of water, a um, offering of food and drink, which, you know, that's always something that I think is respectful to bring to spirits. Uh, a candle, if, you know, um, so a candle is kind of known as like it brings spirits energy. It can help to light their way. But you're also just kind of wanting to send out. You're not necessarily wanting to call that spirit in. So maybe skip the candle now that I'm thinking of it. And just maybe because if you have their name, speak their name out loud, thank them, um, you know, send them your best, your best blessings for easeful travel and you know, and just maybe even let them know that you will you will put the work and the the books and the texts that they clearly loved so much to to good use. Now, then I would also be I would encourage you to cleanse them. Smoke cleansing um, might be a good a good way to to go. Frankincense is a really like I mean that's a pretty easily accessible one. You know, you get yourself a little like heat safe dish, one a little charcoal um charcoal disc that you know heats up and it gets all like ashy and you can put some frankincense tears on there. Frankincense is both like it just has a really high vibration and so it tends to like push out anything that's funky and not helpful. And maybe for you, you know, again, I feel like do this this stuff outside. Um, mm-hmm. and just smoke the heck out of them. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, maybe you, and if you want to take it even a step farther, I mean, you could even put them in a big old dish, get yourself one of those huge things of like, you know, <laughs> of salt. You right. Could, you could put them in some salt for maybe like a full moon cycle. Um, and, you know, and just pay attention. If you notice that your moods start to change or your, your feelings um, are feeling funky, especially if you're noticing it's when it happens with these books, um, then do it again. And, you know, always, you can always get rid of the books too. I mean, that's uh, clearly you, you have an attack, uh, like a connection with them and it would be a shame mm-hmm. to see them go away. But, um, but yeah, it's safety, great. Safety first. Great information. Sorry, My gosh, you can just <laughs> you can just rattle this off. This is amazing. You have such great um content. Access access to your content. All right, let's see if um thanks for that. Great information. And then let's go to Cynthia um from East Hampton, Massachusetts. Yes, hi. Thank you. I really enjoy everything that's been talked about. Um my mother had passed years and years ago and um but when my aunt passed on, I prayed for her, and she came to me that night and told me to get a message to my uncle. And the next day when I tried to tell him, but there was a lot of family around, and then he um, came the very next day. He'd never been to my place, and he gave me a whole bouquet of flowers, 
And mm. um, I said, all I was doing was relaying a message <sighs> to you. And he was very grateful. But was, uh, so I don't know why my mother, I didn't sense my mother when she passed, you know. Just her sister, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So all the families on I, that side of the family have all passed on. I hear that uh, a lot, Sterling, that mm-hmm. sometimes people can't connect to their parents when they pass. Yeah. What do you, how do you increase that communication? Well, you know, sometimes I think folks are just, they are ready to go and they just, they cross very quickly to what's waiting next. I, I do sometimes think that, you know, the, there's nothing that no matter what the circumstances, I don't think there's ever anything that really truly prepares us for losing a parent. Um, and so sometimes that really thick grief can, the parents might be sending us message, but sometimes our grief is so great that it's hard for those messages to get to us. Um, a, a local psych- psychic medium in this area named Barb Crowley, she's the one who, who kind of put this, uh, she put it this way to me. She said, sometimes you need to like almost um, much, much like you carried that message for your uncle. We all, we almost need to like be open to those messages that come from kind of like the outside people who aren't grieving as deeply as we are. Um, because sometimes those kind of outside people, Barb says kind of like the weird people, like the person at the grocery store, might be the ones that they relay that message to us. But to increase that communication, it's often just like creating a little ritual. Again, picture of mom, candle, glass of water, her favorite snacks, sitting down and just, you know, reaching out and being really like, you know, aware of like those subtle, those subtle things asking mom to send you a sign that will make sure that you know that it's from her. Um, And again, if you do that maybe once a month or maybe you do it every year on like her birthday or a day that was important to your family, you usually will, if you build that connection and you pay attention, you may be surprised that sometimes there are signs that come through that maybe you, maybe we miss um, Mm -hmm. when we're not paying attention. Right. Right. Okay. Great way to say it. Great way to do it. Um, let's see, we've got Aaron from Fountain Valley who has a question for you. Hi, Aaron. What's your question for Sterling? Um, hi, yes. I was asking about walk-ins. Okay. And Lisa, by the way, you do a great job. Thank you so much. Aww. You're like, uh, I consider you my, uh, quieting strength, something that I can rely on. Although I know you don't come on very, very, very <laughs> frequently. Well, I like to know that, yes, you can rely on me for sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Sterling Moon, I was interested in about walk-ins. It's kind of like, um, you know, people on every, uh, we're not human beings having a, a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking about when people... Sometimes they just kind of, I don't know about walk-ins, kind of like, you know what I mean? Do you know about walk-ins, Sterling? I, I don't, I'm not familiar with that term. Oh, well, really? I guess it's, I don't know, you were talking about mediumship and stuff. It's like where a soul, it's like um, kind of like where, for example, a younger person doesn't want to kind of like the incarnation that they're in. They kind of don't want to be a part of it, so a, another person or entity Being or walks yeah, in, yeah, like mm-hmm. like a spiritual consciousness of it's. I don't I don't understand it, but it's never heard about it. <laughs> oh, I've heard of it. I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, and I've seen it. 
where somebody will just exit their body and someone else will walk in in a being and it's oh. common in does uh the, does the does the new spirit stay there so it's like the like the original spirit is just like peace out i'm not into this and so sometimes they could be completely interested in different things different completely different people it's very common after someone's had a maybe an injury or a near-death experience or something um traumatic yeah Yeah. you know it's funny i've just i've definitely have some friends that have had death experiences you know where they've they've died and come back and they've Mm -hmm. been you know i have um one old friend who i mean she was really like math and science was kind of what came naturally to her and she she died and was you know resuscitated and when she came back she like none of the math and science seemed to really like it didn't really stick with her, but then it was like arts. Like she just was came back. She was this unbelievable artist. Um, but that's, that's, see, this is the thing that I love about this stuff. You can have like your niches that you can study and like learn so much about. And then suddenly you find out this whole other thing that right. you didn't know. And it's like that it makes the world so much more interesting. So thank you for teaching me something. Um, yeah. The person called. I, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I guess you could look up shapeshifter too and see that type of mm-hmm. Oh, oh sh- that's, that's what a, we're talking that's about. That's a whole other, whole other thing. Um, okay. Let's see. I think I have time for one more caller. Okay. Um, Shannon from Oklahoma has a great question. Hi, Shannon. Um, I am, I'm just very interested in, knowing the techniques that you use, Sterling, for, um, like, in your personal shielding and grounding, the ones that you found to be more powerful or for yourself. Um, grounding and shielding that... techniques. Okay. Ah. All right. Yeah. So I, I, I talk about this quite a bit in my book, but quickly. I am a big fan of, first of all, kind of getting to that place of neutrality and really observing how am I feeling inside? How am I, how is my environment? Because again, if I'm really conscious of like where I'm at, I'm going to be better positioned to notice if anything is trying to kind of like come at me or, or, you know, just influence me in any way. I am a big, I am a big visualizer. So I like to start my day with kind of getting to a place of neutrality, grounding my energy. I envision roots growing at the soles of my feet anchoring deep into the earth. I like to envision a ball of light at my crown that stretches all the way up to the, the sky, the heavens, and what lies beyond. And this is, and I like to imagine that they join in the middle. Like it's like this, this, ball, this band of light for, goes from above all the way below, meets in mm. the middle, and I breathe. All right. I imagine it pushing out a circle of light around me. That I love. I absolutely yeah. love well, thank you so much, Sterling. The name of the book, again, is Talking to Spirits. So appreciate your time tonight and great information. And thank you to everyone who makes Ghost to Coast possible. Thank you so much to Michael Casio here in studio with me and Gina Savati in studio. And George Nori, of course, Lisa Lyon, Tommy Danheiser, Stephanie Smith and Chris Boros, and everyone with the web team that makes it all happen. I am Lisa Gar, and until next time... I invite you to stay aware.